0: The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home related matters. Whether you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement ideas for your home, this is a great place to be. Our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call they would love to hear from you. You would give them a call if you want advice on a mortgage or refinancing, if you need a quote on your home insurance, if you wanna get a building inspection done not just when you purchase, but maybe even if you're not thinking of selling or moving, get a home inspection done so you can get a better sense of what needs to be done in your house. Maybe now is the time during self-isolation for you to do some modifications to your home. And finally, of course, legal aspects. Anything you need in terms of wills and estates, prepare yourself, um, get everything lined up in the legal realm. Our, uh, our show sponsors are fantastic resources. So please make sure you reach out to them and I can help you as well too. Of course, I've been a licensed realtor here in greater Victoria since 1991, born and raised here in Victoria. I love our community. I've helped many people with their real estate dreams. I could help you as well too. So if you would like a second opinion, need to know and evaluate if you're looking for an evaluation, if you're looking for tips on how to prepare your home for sale, give me a call. I can help you out. You do get to hear from me every week here on The Whole Home Show, including my viewpoint and opinions, plus experiences about what's going on out there in the local real estate market. Sometimes I take you elsewhere, too, including other Canadian um, cities, metropolises in the States, even, and sometimes internationally, such as Belize. I took you to Belize once. But today, I wanted to have a conversation with other agents in Greater Victoria My colleagues and my friends, these people who will share with you their thoughts about the market and where things are going. We start our episodes with a listener story or question, and if you have one or story that you'd like to tell us, call us. Our hotline number is 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Leave a message or find us online, cfax1070.com. And we'll discuss it on the air. There's a number of things that have come up recently that I want to touch on. Hopefully, I have time to cover them. If I can't, we'll just follow up uh, on our next episode. So it's a busy time right now. Uh, Inventory is low. And people are experiencing multiple offers. Or even these things called bully offers. What's a bully offer? Well, if an agent has set up on a brand new listing delayed offers. So in other words, goes to market today, but the seller doesn't want to look at offers until next Wednesday or next Thursday. That's of course set up such that hopefully a number of offers come in. That's your classic bidding war or multiple offer situation. Now every once in a while a buyer and their agent might say, Hey, listen, I don't want to wait until Wednesday or Thursday. I want to make an offer now. That's what we call a bully offer. Uh, or a preemptive offer, and what happens is they submit their offer, they're trying to bypass this whole process of of delay. Um, It is a complicated process for a couple of reasons. Uh, Number one, that bully offer better be a good one. It better be a good one because, of course, the seller is thinking, well, if I wait until Wednesday or Thursday, I can probably do better. And of course, the reason why a buyer wants to do a bully offer is because they want that opportunity. They don't want to. Maybe they have lost other offers. Maybe they've tried elsewhere and they have not been able to uh, succeed. When I say it's complicated, by the way, is because when a bully offer comes in, and we all know that licensees in British Columbia, real estate licensees, we are obligated to present all offers to our seller clients. They must receive all offers. And when this bully offer comes in, if the seller is willing to consider it or to look at it, what needs to happen is that the listing agent must contact anyone who has, uh, who has either shown the property or has shown interest, and inform them of the change in plans. So they need to notify everyone that instead of waiting till Wednesday, they're considering this preemptive offer. You know what that means, by the way? That means all of a sudden it opens the floodgates for all those people that would have waited till Wednesday to come to the party as well. So in other words, that bully offer might eventually end up being a competing offer anyways. And I say this to warn any of you who are thinking of a bully offer, just because you're in the offer process first doesn't mean you're the only person that the seller gets to consider. Of course, they wanna have a look at as many as possible. And uh, that's what's gonna happen. Now, how often does it happen? Happens on occasion. Uh, Seems to be a little more common in Ontario, for instance, in in Toronto. By the way, even though for weeks we've been talking about the fact that uh, the market is strong here, which it is, uh, and the inventory level is low here, which it is, uh, there are other marketplaces out there in Canada that actually have even lower inventory levels like us. So, for instance, uh, last month we had 800 sales and 2,700 active listings. I just did a presentation for the London St. Thomas Association of Realtors. So that's London and um, all the other areas uh, in Ontario. They they did 1,300 sales with 1,300 active listings. So what that means is they had one month supply of inventory, whereas we have about a 3.2 or 3.4 supply, which is still really low, by the way, but not compared to, to other areas. Getting back to where we we're talking about, about the bully offer, is it something uh, to do? Well, you got to know that there are listing agents out there, agents that work for the sellers that have had deep conversations with their sellers and they have run by them the uh, the potential of having these bully offers or preemptive offers uh, and probably had a conversation about whether or not it was something to consider if it came to be. So there's a lot of agents that would say, no. We're going to wait until Wednesday. That's just the way it is. And by the way, the listing agent knows better than anyone else whether or not there's going to be a lot of offers on the Wednesday because it's all based on traffic. You know, we're saying here delaying offers till Wednesday. That doesn't mean there's no showings. See, they have showings up until that point. If the house is really busy, there's tons of showings. We have a listing right now, 30 showings today we know that that's going to be a busy one. So in that particular case, we would wait until Wednesday. We wouldn't look at somebody right now because of the fact that there is most definitely going to be multiple, multiple offer, competing offer situation. Um, If you have a story or a question that you'd like us to cover here on the whole home show, please bring it up. Give us a call. 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Or again, Go to cfax1070.com or my own website, primeteam.ca, primeteam.ca. Uh, As a reminder, by the way, if you're a podcast listener, you can find us on iTunes or Google Play, download all of the episodes we've ever done over these four years. So much great content, much of it evergreen. So we've got uh, how to pick uh, uh, building contractors. We have uh, tips on um, painting. We have plumbing, electrical, all that kind of stuff uh, that can help you in your process. Um, And by the way, we are videoing. These episodes under COVID times, so you can watch our interviews with our guests on our YouTube page. It's Prime Team Vic, or on YouTube. Just find us. Google us. You'll find everything there. Um, Really quickly, I just want to touch uh, on something that I did this week. I did an informal survey to a couple of groups that I'm a member of. Uh, real estate groups. One in Ontario with, I think it's 28,000 members. And then one in British Columbia that has, I think somewhere around 11,000. And I posed the question, where did your most recent buyers come from? Because you know, we're under COVID time right now, right? I got to tell you, the majority of them have been first time home buyers combined with people who have outgrown their home as they've discovered under COVID time and people who are moving outwards because they've decided they don't need the amenities of a big city or hustle and bustle. They want to move to smaller towns. In Toronto, for instance, that has meant going outwards to Guelph, Hamilton, Barrie. Um, it also means coming here to Victoria, too. And I know that because we've served a number of Toronto people who have decided to accelerate their retirement goals and move to Victoria right now so that's what's going on out there just in case you're wondering where all these buyers are coming from they are not foreign buyers because the borders are closed They are mostly people moving within our own region and people coming from other parts of Canada anyways we need to take a quick little break here when we come back we'll be chatting with other realtors from Victoria to get their sense about what's going on out there we'll be back in just a moment
0: you're listening to the whole home show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070
1: Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. So, every week, I have the privilege of speaking with you, the loyal CFAX listeners, about the real estate market. And of course, it's always my opinions, my views. Uh, You guys all know I've been selling real estate for a long time. It's 29 years now. Uh, We help a lot of people buy and sell on a a daily basis. Um, So, I can give you impressions about the marketplace based on my own experience, my own reality. But, you know, it's not all about me. There's other agents out there. By the way, there's 1,370 realtors in Greater Victoria right now. And I am very proud to say that I am part of a group. There's a group of us, many of which have been meeting since 1993. So there's 27 years now. Uh, We call ourselves the uh, uh, Victoria Premier Network Group. There are 27 of us representing seven of Victoria's main real estate firms. And what we do is we get together every Friday, COVID or not, you know, we'll get together zoom meetings. We often uh, during normal times have a breakfast together at the white spot downtown. Uh, and we talk about needs and wants, what our clients are looking for, what's going on out there in the marketplace. It's how I keep a finger on the pulse of the markets, how they do as well too. all top producing agents uh, it's a privilege for me to be part of this group. Uh, it's a hand-picked, select group, uh, of experts. And today we're going to be talking with, uh, three of them. And we're starting right now with Lori Lidstone, uh, Lori's, uh, at Remax Camosun with me. Lori, thanks for joining us.
2: You're welcome, Tony. Nice to be here.
1: Yeah. Now, listen, I-, I mean, I often say, I'm like, Oh, I've been doing this for 29 years. I am still a young pup compared to you because <laughs> you got licensed, uh, what year is this for you?
2: 1981. I was licensed right after the interest rates jumped to 22. percent
1: Oh my God, that's right.
2: I was I was fresh out of high school.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was going to say you were younger. If that yeah, was. I was
2: fresh out of high school. I really was. I say that you know seriously. I, I, I just turned 19.
1: Yeah. Wow. 1981. So you're you're 10 years before. So you okay? Let's do the math. That's oh, yeah. 40 years. Long yeah. Long time. Yeah. Okay. Um. So. Let's talk about COVID time. And
2: yeah, interesting.
1: Yeah, so because you've seen it, and you just brought up yeah. the fact that you were there during Black Thursday. when the- Literally. Okay, and of course, we together went through 2008, because that yes. was also another economic downturn. Um, how are you feeling about the Victoria market and uh, coronavirus and all that?
2: I'm actually, we all shut down in March and it was a really, um, it it was a time none of us had ever experienced anything like that before. But what we have to remember is that March and April are two of our busiest months in Victoria real estate. And the people, yeah, and so those people that were planning on moving, and they had reasons for moving. Maybe it was the school system. Maybe they needed a bigger home. Maybe they were downsizing because they were ret- retiring. Those needs didn't change just because COVID came along. They were just put on hold. Oh. So, you know, come around June and people start gradually venturing out. Bonnie Henry opens up, um, allows us to do more. And those needs are still there. So June went crazy because we, we ended up selling you know those people that were looking in march and april had all shifted to june so we were really really busy i also believe a lot of people looked around their house in march because they spent a lot of home a lot, lot of time at home home and time thought, am i really happy here you know it, does it have the yard can i grow a garden can i become more self sufficient uh, it's shocking how many people in june said I wanna move, I wanna garden, I wanna be able to sit outside. They all, I think, visualize themselves having to maybe go through this again, what they went through in March, and wanna be really happy in their surroundings. So that's another group of buyers that we're seeing. And you and I know, Tony, that this is a government town, we have a tech industry, we have union jobs that are still building all of the houses and the high rises, so all those people are still working. So And the interest rates are fabulous. So you know all those factors are still driving our market, yeah, and I think you'd agree with me there. The other market actually that I found quite interesting, my son Mitch and I do a lot of uh, waterfront Mitch front. Mitch is
1: an agent as well, yeah
2: we do a lot of waterfront homes at Shawngan we've been uh, had places in Shawnigan for thirty five years ourselves, and the buyers coming into that market that are saying why would we buy in Phoenix? We want to get rid of our American properties or, or other our properties that are vacation rentals that aren't in town and going, where else can we have a vacation rental and that is accessible and we can get to? And Sean again has gone crazy in the waterfront. Province.
1: I have noticed that. Um, so yeah. where, by the way, where are those buyers coming from? Are they Victoria? A combination. Okay.
2: Vancouver, uh, Calgary, yeah. uh, Victoria. Um, there was a couple of of Victoria couples that have. It, I think we all looked at our life a little different in March. We all of I think of sat everybody back. has. Everybody. I has. know. I know. Yeah. And we all kind of sat back and went. Family's important. Where do we want to vacation? Where can we vacation? Yeah. Where can we have that kickback time? And I have a number of friends that just moved up to their cottage from March on and. It, it felt very relaxed and very comfortable. They could walk around their yards. They could walk down the street. It was a great little community. Yeah. So we're all, I think, thinking a little different.
1: Well, I, actually, I got to tell you, I, and on that vein, um, uh, last uh, the week before, I took the family because you know we obviously we normally take family trips in the summertime, right? Yes. Um We spent five days at Goldstream Campground, <laughs> I, and I'm both you and I are from here, right? In and, our
2: backyard. And work. and
1: I've never been to Goldstream Campground. campground is the first time and it was an amazing uh, uh holiday and i, I guess uh, just like anyone else we are we're um exploring yes what the region has to offer
2: right exactly and start looking around to bc and re- where else can you feel as comfortable as we do on the island with the yeah. covid situation um And, and, you know, be, be half an hour from a hub. So you take an area like Shawnigan or Mill Bay or there there's, there's, and also people have realized they don't need to go to their bricks and mortar office and companies are switching. Like I had, I had a fellow I was showing a Shawnigan waterfront to, And I said, so are you moving your job from Vancouver? Are you moving over here? And he said, no. Our company now realizes we can do 90% of our work from home, yeah. and I can fly from Maple Bay and be in downtown Vancouver in 15 minutes. Why not?
1: Oh, and, not? and so I was talking with our mortgage sponsor, Denise Webster. Banks are now approving mortgages for people who, get, um, uh, who whose employers say that they're able to work from home. Exactly. So, so even if the job is in Toronto or Edmonton, they can actually mm-hmm. move to Victoria, as long as they can demonstrate the fact that they are able to do their duties anywhere.
2: And and start thinking about Canada. Where, like you know, I, I obviously I love where I live, and it comes across, but. You know, you start looking at places across Canada, where would you rather live during a pandemic if it's not on the island and it's not Victoria? I mean, we've we've got a fabulous place to live here. There's so much to offer.
1: Yeah, very, very interesting. I never thought about that whole recreational market, but it is true. See, I'm loving this conversation because like I said, I I feel sometimes that listeners might go, oh, Tony, Joe, you've got rose-colored glasses. You know, you're always pitching the, you know, uh, BC and Victoria and blah, 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 blah. You are echoing everything that that I experience as well too, right?
2: And you look at the cities, like look at Toronto and I love Toronto and I love Vancouver, but
1: You like going there.
2: I like going there, but those are the areas that were hit the hardest.
1: Yeah, wouldn't live there. Um,
2: Right. Yeah, my sister actually has a beautiful place up at Shawnigan, just down from our place, and she 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 um, worked at home at Shawnigan. She came over from Vancouver. She lives in a high rise in 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 uh, downtown Vancouver, and she said, "I'm not self isolating there. I'm going to self isolate at Shawnigan with the beautiful view, the sunsets, and she yeah. said, and do all my work from home." Yeah. Not worry about going up and down in an elevator. Not worrying about going to a busy, crowded streets downtown. Yeah. And she's loving it so much. She's trying to figure out how am I going to do this on a regular basis.
1: And she's not alone. That's, yeah, that's where these that's people are coming from.
2: Yeah. And the employees, our employers are looking at things differently too
1: it's true so because i'm involved with a with a national corporation and i was chatting with them last week and they are talking about reformatting so that a lot of their because it's it's there's cost cutting measure there too do you need all that office space oh, yeah. do you need all that right
2: mm-hmm. oh my goodness
1: well this is amazing so um really quickly before we wrap up for our our break here uh, how are you feeling about days moving forward you feeling pretty good
2: I'm feeling fabulous, actually. Yes, feeling really good. There's yeah. a lot of signs. The market's continuing. The interest rates are great. And as we said, Victoria is always a solid investment.
1: I'm with you 100%. Thanks for joining. Lori Liston, L-
2: long term,
1: uh, not only a Victorian, but also a realtor, uh, been at it for a long time uh, with me at Remax Camosun. Thanks for joining us, Lori.
2: Thanks,
1: Tony. Great. Have we'll be great back day. in just a moment.
0: Now, the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
1: Thanks for coming back. You're listening to the Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, JP Sellers, insurance advisor at Westland Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills, and estates, corporate and personal injury needs and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need help or direction in your real estate transaction, give any of the whole Home Show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. Of course, you can find their contact information by visiting cfax1070.com. Look under Shows. There you'll find us, the whole Home Show, with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. Uh, Or just get in touch with me. I'd be happy to connect uh, with you. By the way, if you're a podcast listener, don't forget, you can download all of our programs, all 168 of them, Uh, on iTunes or Google Play. And we are actually also recording these so you can actually see our guests on the screen by visiting our YouTube channel, uh, Prime Team Vic, uh, or our Facebook page as well. So we are having a conversation about real estate in Victoria. And as I've said earlier, uh, of course, every week you guys get to hear from me. You hear my opinions, my thoughts, uh, I know that sometimes you might be thinking, hey, that's only one guy's opinion. So today what we're doing is we're talking to other local experts in Victoria, my friends, my colleagues. i like you guys to hear from them as well, to hear about what they're experiencing and uh, what is going on. So with us right now, uh, both from the condo group, the principals of the condo group, Chris Gill and Tony Z, uh, Gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us.
0: Thanks yeah. for having us, Tony.
1: Uh, okay, where do we begin here? You guys can uh, can just uh, um, uh, uh, give us so much input here. Um, how are you feeling about the marketplace right now under COVID time? And, you know, I know you guys have had to make some adjustments in the way you deliver services. Um, but what's the market doing? How, how are you feeling?
0: Well, I think we... We'll probably chime in on two different aspects of the market because we do, uh, obviously, you know, Chris is one of the founding members of the condo group. And the, the business started, our our business started out with resale. So, you know, somebody owns a condo, they want to buy or sell, uh, you know, that was the the, the service. Uh, in 2009, we started getting into pre-construction and product marketing. And that's been a long journey and, and that's a big part of our business now. Well, so, because
1: Chris, you, you guys in Victoria are, the project uh, uh, development guys. You're the condo experts after all, right?
0: Well, it's uh, it's a big part of what, what we do and we get what, the work we get buried in. But yes, um, yeah. it, it, product marketing is a huge part of what we do. So maybe Chris will start off with what's happening in the resale market because that's what most people are are in tune with and then I can chime in on what's happening with product sales.
2: Yeah,
3: for sure. Chris? For sure. Yeah, so on the resale side, we definitely start seeing things pick up. Um, I'm sure you noticed that as well, Tony. With everything, uh, kind of things fell off a cliff middle of March, and it was very, very quiet. March, April, people were scared; they didn't know what the heck was going on. Right? Everyone was. Yeah. No, yeah. It, was, it was crazy times, and then started feeling it out, figuring it out, and and the, the the clients came back, and and so May was wasn't too bad, and then June was gangbusters. Everything was. Going crazy, uh, especially on the single-family side. We didn't see it as much in the condo side. So um, condos are are starting to pick up now, but for a while there, it was it was relatively quiet. So well,
1: well, and that's something that I that I wanted to touch uh, uh, on with you as well because the the general dialogue out there has been, yeah, the market's busy. It's typically single market, but the condo market, the resale condo market, maybe isn't the same. So w- would you would you agree with that?
3: I would. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I mean, we did, we definitely do a lot of house transactions as well, but the lion's share of our business is still condos. So, uh, we're definitely seeing condos are, are sitting a little longer. We're not seeing the, the multiple offers, that sort of thing. Um, there, there's some, there's some deals out there or you know, I think the some deal, anyways, opportunities. Exactly, exactly. I mean, where, where things are priced quite well, um, below what they were pre COVID and they're still sitting so okay, and um, is, that a, is that
1: a function of the fact that there's more interest that the that the, the 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 general consumer public is more interested in detached single families
3: at this moment i think I think that's probably the case, and I think that a lot of the jobs that were affected uh were service industry tourism those sorts of things, and they can afford those condos, right so okay. they're not necessarily looking at at the $900,000 homes, they're, they're looking at $300,000, $350,000 condos to get into the market. Um, yeah. and, and they're on, they don't have a job right now. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because, because of course, a lot of, and, and so, so I got to tell you guys, I had a conversation with a, with a client um, a couple of weeks ago and she's like, how is this happening? Because people are out of jobs, there's unemployment and, you know, people are deferring their mortgages and, you know, what's going on. Um, and as it turns out, yeah, it's horrible. So it's not good for a lot of people. That's the reality, right? right. But, but the thing is, the market is driven by, by regular people who are buying their homes, selling their homes. There's still people who are employed in the Navy or the you know, government or whatever. Things really haven't changed, right? Right. No, yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Um, question for you, uh, Chris. And you and I talked about this before. Um, the tourism business has been hit. Yes. uh, Airbnb, short-term vacation rental, stuff like that. Yes. Um, have we started to see yet any of these units that aren't being used right now for vacation purposes enter back into the market or are they being repurposed
3: for yes. maybe longer term rental? Uh, I think a bit of both. Uh, we've definitely seen buildings like the union, the Janion, mm-hmm. um, Lumsam, that sort of thing. Uh, cause there's only a handful of buildings. Um, but I've also been talking to some property managers, and we're also seeing they're they're been um, getting busy with long-term rentals, so they're starting to pick up again the long-term rental side. So yeah. that's what we're transitioning to. I mean, you're not going to get the same amount of income coming in on a one-year lease as you are from nightly rentals, but uh, yep. it's they're they're trying to weather the storm. So
1: because that's a concern because there are people out there who, who bought these short term vacation rentals based on the numbers, based on how much revenue they were going to be generating on a nightly basis. And it looks very different now, right? It does for sure. For yeah. Sure. Interesting. Um, on the resale basis and we'll get to Tony in a moment with, uh, uh with the new, uh, construction stuff. where, where are you seeing buyers coming from? <laughs>
3: We're seeing buyers coming from other parts of Canada, um, definitely back east in the Ontario. We're seeing some from Alberta. I've been getting quite a few calls actually from Canadian citizens in the US uh, wanting to come home. So uh, not necessarily all looking for, for condos, but they're definitely, I've got clients from many different states in the US right now that are, are looking to, to get back into. Uh, now, and we had this conversation
1: last week. You're, you, you also, you're seeing high end. So these people are looking at the
3: high end market, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I have clients looking three, 4 million uh, yeah. that sort of area. Um, and they want to be a little bit more rural, I would say than, than downtown. But uh, no, we're definitely seeing the numbers that are, or the phone numbers that are calling me or you know, yeah. 905 numbers and things like that.
1: Okay so let's let's not scare the listeners uh, th- no. you know having them thinking that you know the Americans are are coming oh, up yeah. to in, invade these are Canadians that's right yeah and and what is what is causing their thinking
3: right now well they they can i mean everyone's learned how to work from home right i mean you're doing a radio show from your house so yeah. it's that's i think that's a big thing is they don't have to go into the office anymore so they're able to work from where they want to work from and that, that they're choosing to come to, to the island. I mean, we've done quite well with the whole with the whole COVID thing and people uh, want to be here. So,
1: Yeah. And uh, the other things too are the political situation, right? Well, yeah. 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 Didn't want to get into that one, but yes. It's yeah. well, <laughs> a reality. Not saying that we're perfect up here, but I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. All right. So what, I'm, and again, the reason why we're having you guys here is because like I said, the listeners listen to my opinion every week, but as it turns out, your opinion is very similar to my opinion because our experiences are are similar. And we know that all of our colleagues have a similar experience as well too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Very interesting. So, so just to recap, um, condo market, a little bit of a delay. So it didn't uh, pick up like the single family detached did. We know that our market is strong right now. Um, First time buyers are entering the market though, right?
3: Yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit tougher on the financing side. There's a few more hoops to jump through, but they're definitely out there and they're, they're definitely coming And And like I said, the condo market has started picking up. So we have noticed an uptick in, in condo sales in the last little while for sure. It just, we're all, it always seems to be a bit behind the single family home. Whenever we see a jump in the, in the real estate market, the house, the houses go first, condos follow.
1: That's just so. a reality. Yeah,
3: yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen,
1: we need to take a quick break. I didn't even get to Tony Z, but we're gonna give him lots of time when we come back. We're ch- chatting with my fellow realtor colleagues in Victoria to get their um, their thoughts about what's happening out there in the real estate market. We'll be back in just a moment. This is
0: the Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.
1: Hi there. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe. We're talking today about what's going on out there in the local real estate market. And it's not just my opinion and my thoughts. I got my friends, my pals, my colleagues, uh, other agents from Greater Victoria here. uh, Names that you'd be familiar with as well, too, as uh, regular CFAX listeners. Um, We have been talking with uh, the voice from the condo group. Uh, Chris Gill was just chatting about uh, the resale market and condos. Uh, And also this, um, move of Canadians living in the States who are coming back to greater Victoria here, maybe buying some of our high end and expensive properties. Uh, I want to transition right now and move over to Tony Z about, uh, the development and new inventory. Uh, Tony, thanks again for joining us.
0: Yeah. Thanks for having me.
1: Um, so how is the inventory in the new development, uh, realm world in Victoria right now?
0: Well, it's interesting because as Chris mentioned, like we are definitely a, Victoria is a single family dwelling market for the, for the most part, you know, I'd say like between 65 to 70% of all transactions are going to be single family or some sort of single family dwelling. The rest is made up of, you know, condos and townhouses and duplexes. Which is
1: very different than Toronto. Like Toronto is heavy condo, uh, uh, condo numbers, right? Definitely. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. So, you know, that, that affects our our presale market because the vast majority of new construction here is, you know, in, in, in strata. So you're going to find, you know, condos and townhouses. And because the costs have gone up so much, the cost to to build is still very, very high. um, You know, Builders, developers are they're stuck on the prices, not because they're greedy, it's just because the cost of construction has gone up. And one thing that a lot of people don't know, I mean probably a lot of your listeners, because you inform them, but a lot of people out there don't understand that, that the building code has changed significantly. So costs have gone up massively. You know, we're going on to, you know, we're basically working our way to passive houses where you know the, the houses like sort of a net zero effect on on, on the environment well you will, but those, those houses are really expensive to build in those condos and, and we're on our way there. So the cost of construction has gone up and that means that developers, you know, the margins aren't as big as people think they have to hold their prices pretty firm. Yeah. So when COVID uh, first hit, you know, there was obviously some uncertainty um, and you know, as people are looking at, at pricing, the, you know, developers couldn't adjust their prices to just match where COVID might have been. Uh, but people who had bought their condo, say, 10 years ago, you know, for half of the cost uh, of of what they're now, yeah. you know, the value has gone up like double since, say, 2008, 2009, and they could undercut the market. So, you know, new construction. So this is a very long-winded way of saying that new construction is definitely slower than the resale market, at least in, in the core of Victoria. Yeah.
1: Well, and one of the other issues too is the timeline. So, so here's the neat thing about you guys, because you guys are often involved at the very beginning. So you sell the piece of land like 989 Johnson, for instance, right? So you were involved in the acquisition of that piece of land for the developer to do uh, their thing. And the timeline from when a developer buys that piece of land to actually selling and, you know, selling out, it's a pretty long time, right?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's uh, what well, that land was acquired in 2014. Oh my uh, goodness. Started selling 2016, late 2016, yeah. you know, and there's still some homes available. So six know, years. It, yeah. It's, it's a long, it's a long haul.
1: Yeah. And, and that's something else too. I mean, you're, you're talking about the the cost of construction. Absolutely true thing. Cause Hey, trades, they got to make money, right? Uh, materials cost money. We've got of course this whole conversation about, um, permits and you know city you know city stuff right um but there's a lot of risk for a developer because they're not they're holding this piece of property and doing all the development for five years until such time as the the owner's actually close. it's a big risk right
0: huge risk huge risk and people don't can't appreciate that i mean most people like they don't if they knew what was all involved in in uh development especially in victoria there's we're, we're just layered with policies and Procedures that slow the whole process, and you know what? What a lot of people don't understand is that most developers borrow the money to build. So yeah.
1: that's it's not coming out of their bank account. It's yeah. not coming out
0: of the bank. People, I think we sort of look at what, you know most people think it's Scrooge McDuck and they're sitting on this yeah. massive pile of cash. That's not the truth. What what they do is they you know they do have some equity and they put it in and mm-hmm. they risk that money, but then they borrow the vast majority of it. And, and there's it a cost. And, and there's a cost. Ticking ticking costs. Interest yeah. is building up and there's pressure
1: yeah for sure okay so um the new condo market in victoria uh and the, what you were also talking about as far as costs are in in a, in many ways the differential between a new condo downtown cost wise and a house that gap is sort of tightening now right mm-hmm. because it will, it, it,
0: absolutely it does it ebbs and flows so this is what typically happens with the market and much to the to, to the dismay of Chris and I, who have been, you know, niche ourselves in the condo market is <laughs> the, the single family market always takes off first yep. and we're starting to see multiple offers. You know, you can drive down Quadra street, Shelburne street, you are seeing sold signs on houses on busy streets, which I always say is the litmus this test for how is the market doing? You know, you see a sold uh, for sale sign go up a day later, you see a sold sign go onto the for sale sign. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are moving, but as the, you know, prices start to creep up because, you know, of of multiples and there's just more demand than there is supply. The differential between the single family dwelling, um, you know, price point and the median price point for condos gets too big and people start to go, you know, do I, do I really want to live in a house and, you know, spend a million dollars on a house I have to fix up or that, you know, that $700,000 brand new condo on Christmas Hill looks pretty great to me right now yeah and that's what starts to happen people start to shift their attention to the condo market so it's always a few months behind and as chris mentioned it's starting to catch up it's starting to catch up for sure
1: i love that little about christmas hill there that's great yeah. you guys have development there and some I, product
0: <laughs> yes yeah I, I had to get one in i won't yeah. do any more but i had to get one in there
1: well, hey we've sold in there that's a great that's a great spot great uh, great
3: location spot.
1: yeah um now how are developers doing? What's the mindset of developers? Because again, if we're talking a six year germination time, um, it means that you're talking to people who are thinking about doing something five years from now or whatever, are they willing to pull the trigger or are they a little more gun shy right now because of, um, global uncertainty?
0: Oh, that's a, it's a very, is, we could probably do a whole show on this, Tony. So I'll just give okay. you sort of the global perspective on it though. Is it totally depends on what part of the process they're in. If, they um, let's say look at something like christmas hill we achieved the pre-sale threshold so paid off the banks ages ago so you know that developer can wait until the market comes back you know the prices are they're they're very attractive as they are they'll they'll wait they're you know of course they'd like to sell but you know we we can be patient uh there are other developers who are under the gun maybe their development permit is about to expire Uh and you know going back to council going through the whole rigmarole of trying to get approvals maybe they don't want to do that again um you know council's changes and, and a,
1: a reminder to, to to those who may not realize there's a cost involved to getting that permit right yes it's, yeah it's not like they go oh we'll just let it lapse and we'll just you know reapply right y-
0: yes exactly and you know a lot of these you know they, they a lot of these companies have these developers have like a big machine, they've got people on staff and they have to keep them working. So it's that pressure of like, do we go or do we not? And there's a cost on either side, they're just weighing the, the cost benefits. So right now we're looking at uh, a lot of the products out there. Uh, who's going to launch this year, you know, in COVID times. Uh, we're seeing Mike Garrett Construction, we're not involved in that product, but they're they're launching Tressa right now. You know, you know mass timber products near Mayfair Mall. Yeah. Um, Abstracts launching Sparrow, uh, Cook and Hillside. Yeah. Oakland's area.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but the vast majority of, of launches aren't happening this year because people are like, well, what's the depth of the market for presale?" sale I can tell you right now, it's very low. A lot of people are not looking to buy presale right now. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, Tony, is the vast majority of people who are actually transacting right now are just moving within the market. Yeah.
1: And know, they want the now.
0: They want now. They want yeah. now. Yeah. So I mean, because, market
1: stuff. because the other thing that I, I, I think we'll all agree on and, and Lori Lidstone uh, as well too, um, is there's a bit of a rush right now where people want to jump into the market with that uncertainty about, is there a second wave that's going to come? Um, And if it does in the fall, well, they're already in their home. And they'll wait it out, you know, when the coronavirus thing is behind us. Maybe they signed a five-year term, so they don't need to worry about refinancing for another, you know, four years or so. Um, So that's a really good point because it is, it would be hard to, to, I don't know if I would right now. I don't know if I would, um, un- unless the circumstances were very specific, I don't, you know, um, signing up for a presale because it, it, it's tough too. You, you guys have a really hard job to do because you need to walk people through the process of buying something they can't even see or feel.
0: It is. It's, it's, it's a totally different process than resale. You know, when yeah. Chris is touring somebody through one of his listings in the uplands or, you know, uh, at a, a built condo downtown, it's different because people can, they know what they're getting. Yeah. Uh, the vision, what's it going to look like? That's that's the big question. So that's why why developers' track records mean so much, especially in these uncertain times.
1: For sure, for sure. Okay. Well, hey, listen, we've got a couple minutes left, and uh, I, I, I would like to give you the opportunity to bring up uh, what new projects or things that you guys have in the ground now that some of our listeners should maybe uh, be paying attention to.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, there's a ton going on in Sydney. Like, okay. I think people have, you know, Sydney is sort of this... Uh, sort of like this forgotten area for many people uh, but there's a ton of development going on in Sydney we have a, a very very cool project called the cameo residences yep. and it's where the old star cinema was and it's yeah. built within yeah so like if anybody is local everyone anybody's been to star cinema like I guarantee you have I, I see they're
1: area. temporarily down the street in a in a garage kind of thing set up right
0: they are they are and they're anxiously waiting to build a uh, yep. cameo and um, so the person putting. I'm buying in this building, I'm very excited about it because it's so unique. Yeah. Uh, it has that commercial aspect. It's got the, you know, the, literally the community amenity for Sydney uh, yeah. with the theater being there. So that's, that's a big one. Um, just down the street, we have, we have some finished homes at Quartet mm-hmm. uh, on 4th Street. Uh, and one of the things that we, we have, that we have had some traction just prior to COVID, but then it kind of died out during COVID uh, with some live workspaces. So there are some homes. So like, you know, a lot of people are working from home now and you think, well, do I need to go and rent an office or do I work from home? Maybe I need something more professional, but there are like street level retail spaces that are live works. You can get residential financing on your, you know, commercial space and live in it. So those are, those are really cool. Um, You know, as far as other products, we have a ton coming. um, Some things that we probably can't um, quite talk about yet, but um, you know, as far as, single family, we've got a, a, a master plan community that's going to be coming up in Olympic View, and that oh. might be one that you want to interview uh, Chris Gill on in <laughs> in the future, because there's there's going to be some very, very cool, it's right up Chris's alley being a golfer, um, you know, right in and around the golf course. Awesome. So those well, are some-
1: well, you know, I don't usually promote uh, uh, the websites of uh, other realtors, because we compete in the same marketplace, but you guys are my buddies, we're colleagues, right? I'm going to say um, uh, listeners should go to uh, condo group.ca right that's your guys uh dot com the
0: condo oh, i'm group.com. sorry very close
1: let's say it again <laughs> CondoGroup.com. group.com
0: the condo group.com yeah awesome and amazing come check out what we have and then when you want to buy it just call tony joe he will help you <laughs> okay. so you know well, it's I, uh we all work I, together
1: i can do that as well i can do that well listen uh, gentlemen both of you thanks so much for coming on uh talk uh, chris gill and uh, tony z um, I think this is really important for listeners to get a uh, sense from other realtors about what's going on out there. It's just not all about me. Uh, and we had a great chat with uh, Lori Lidstone as well too. Um, but, uh, unfortunately we're out of time today. So, uh, for the rest of our listeners, we'll be here for you this time next week. See you then.